0: And welcome to episode twenty-one of the NFNL podcast. I'm Samuel Zito, and I'll be your host throughout this bumper edition of the NFNL podcast. Well, what a month we have coming up in the NFNL. We are reaching the pointy end of the campaign. The weekend just gone saw the conclusion of the junior football season, so we congratulate. Everyone who claimed a premiership in Sunday's Grand Finals. Of course, commiserations to those who did finish as runners-up. But a great day had. And again, well done to all those junior sides who capped their season with a Grand Final win on Sunday. We also saw the... First of the netball premierships decided across sections 9 through 212. So, congratulations to Thomas Town 3, who defeated Northcote Park 3 by 11 goals in the section 9 decider. South Morang 3 scored an upset over Watsonia 4 in the section 10 grand final to claim the premiership. We saw Montmorency 4 win by 9 goals over the Fitzroy Stars 4 in section 11 netball. And Heat 4 claim the Section 12 flag with a win over Bandura 7. So well done to all those sides who claim Premiership wins. Of course, this coming weekend, we have more Netball Grand Finals coming up on Friday. They'll be through sections 5 to 8 at Parade College. Do check the NFNL website for all the details in regards to those games. Of course, we'll have a few semi-finals that still need to be played midweek uh, as a result, unfortunately, of uh, an unsafe playing surface uh, at one of the venues at the weekend, so we will uh, have to play some games as catch-up, but the winners of those games to progress through to grand finals this week and, and the week after as well, and then we've also got, uh, as well as a big night of netball coming up, an absolutely massive weekend of football where all three senior men's competitions are now into their finals campaign and we also have a triple header of women's grand finals that'll take place at Epping Recreation Reserve on Sunday. In this week's edition of the podcast, you'll be hearing from several special guests from around the Northern Football Netball League. First of all, we'll be joined by the coach of the Montmorency senior men's football team, Gary Ramsey. His side at the weekend booked its place in the Meadows Greyhounds Division 1 Finals for the first time since 2014. It wasn't without a scare. They did defeat Lower Plenty by 14 points, having the scores level at times during the third quarter, but the Magpies were able to draw away And as a result, they'll be hitting Preston City Oval for the first time in five years. So we'll have a chat to Gary Ramsey about all things Montmorency and the Division 1 Finals. We'll also hear from Paul Harris, the coach of Banyul. His side at the weekend with a win, clinched the minor premiership in A-plus Labor Solutions Division 2. Did that by beating Thomastown at Main Street Rec Reserve. The Bears, will they finish top by percentage over Whittlesey? And now those two sides will meet this Saturday at Epping Recreation Reserve where the winner will book the first place in this year's grand final so we'll have a chat with Paul Harris we'll also recap an interview that was conducted with the captain of Panton Hill Mitch Anderson following his side's second semi-final win over Lorimer in doing so Panton Hill has booked a grand final place in Heidelberg Golf Club Division 3 for the second consecutive year of course last year. They just went down to St Mary's in a thrilling grand final. They're back on the big stage again this year where they'll take on one of Lorimer or South Morang. That game to be determined this Saturday at the Whittlesea Showground. So we we'll are here from Mitch Anderson. That interview conducted by the NFNL Match of the Day radio crew uh, following the weekend's game where Panton Hill scraped over Lorimer by eight points in this second semi-final. Mentioned from the top, we have a bumper day coming up on Sunday where Epping Recreation Reserve will host the three NFNL Women's Grand Finals VU Western Spurs to feature in all three games in ANZ Division 1 Women's. They'll take on a Diamond Creek women's side, brimming with confidence, having won its three finals leading into this week's Premiership Decider in The uh, MC Security Division 2 competition, VU, is up against Heidelberg. The Tigers, first season in the NFNL women's competition, have progressed to the grand final. That's off the back of an upset win over South Morang in the prelim on the uh, Sunday just gone. And in uh, Mervac Division 3 women's, we've got VU Western Spurs up against Greensboro. Those two sides finished first and second on the ladder. They had a classic game in the final round of the home and away season, which VU won by six points. They'll meet for the first time since that game in the Premiership Decider this Sunday at Epping Recre- Recreation Reserve. Of course, all the details for those games, plus all those other games across the NFNL this weekend. Do head to nfl.org.au. And before those women's grand finals, you'll hear on this podcast from the coaches of the two respective ANZ Division One Women's Grand Finalists from V Western Spurs Christina Politaco and from Diamond Creek Women's Cole Wallington who joins us again of course heard from Cole last week but he sided the weekend a great win over Darabin to progress through to the Grand Final for the second time in three years so strap yourselves in enjoy what's coming up over the next hour or so as we talk to some special guests from around the nfl and we start with the coach of the montmorency football club gary ramsey after his side booked its finals place doing so and and breaking a five-year finals drought here's gary ramsey our first guest on episode 21 of the NFL podcast is the coach of the Montmorency Football Club, Gary Ramsey. His side has booked its place in the finals for the first side time since 2014. That's a result of a win at the weekend up against Lower Plenty. Gary, congratulations on getting the Magpies back to the big stage at Preston City Oval. What have you made of the year thus far in your first year at Montmorency? Yeah,
1: no, look, thanks for that, Samuel. Um... Yeah, look, we started a bit slower than what I uh, thought we would have what would have liked and um we've sorta of started playing our best footy towards the end of the year. Um so yeah, I I was I was hoping that we could uh, finish top three and at the after the start uh, that looked a little bit little bit distant and uh yeah, as we've said, kept uh, going, uh, it's still well and truly in reach, and you know? I'm I'm still reasonably confident that we can get there.
0: In terms of the start of the year, you, I guess it's understandable when a new coach comes in and and obviously uses new personnel and, and a new game plan as well. That it might take time to adapt, but were you always confident that even despite despite that slow start, that you could turn things around and and get back up into the top half of the table?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, always confident that that um, it's probably taken a while you know with the with, with game plan and getting to understand um so it's probably taken longer than what you know i i thought it would so whether whether i overestimated that or not that's uh, i'm not sure but because maybe i coached a group for six years think a lot of things were just second nature whereas maybe some of the things i took for granted um weren't quite happening and i may not have taught well enough in the pre-season but um Yeah, look, all the boys have bought in really well and started to understand a lot better. Um, So, you know, I I still think our, our best is in front of us.
0: Obviously, the last two rounds are the wins that have cemented your finals place. There was a big game that took place in round 17. You you went back to your former stomping ground at DeWinton Park and got the win over McLeod. And then at the weekend, you had to survive a scare against Lowell Plenty. What have you made over the past two weeks in particular? I'm sure they've really got, you, uh, got your side, I guess, into the rhythm of playing finals, given the fact that there have been two games that have gone right down to the wire.
1: Yeah, look, I think we've had a a really good uh, uh, build-up for finals. That, well, the competition's at ease and even that I think you can win and lose any game. Um, so especially where we had played ourselves with a slow start that we couldn't afford too much room to move with losing too many more games. So there's been a bit of pressure on for a while to be winning um, if we wanted to continue on. Um, so they're starting to handle the, uh, the pressure moments a lot better than what we did at the start. Um, so yeah, I think it's been a, a really good, a really good build-up for for what's ahead.
0: On a on a personal note, the, the game against McLeod, obviously you have a, a long involvement with the McLeod Footy Club, coached the premiership there, took them to, to four grand finals. I'd imagine it, it wouldn't have been an, an easy week in the lead-up, where you went into that game knowing that whoever won was was likely going to play finals football. But on a on a personal note, how was that week uh, and the game itself for you?
1: Yeah, look. Uh, I uh, I love footy coaching and I, once I uh, start coaching a, a club, I, I invest fully, you know, emotionally um, as well. So, look, it wasn't as hard as what you're thinking. I mean, I, it, for me, I get up Sunday morning, we do a recovery, we go for a walk, a lot of us will go out for breakfast after recovery, Tuesday, train, Thursday, do the review. It, it becomes fairly routine now for me coaching and... Um, yeah, I have got. I'll always have a real special place in my heart for McLeod. You know, what I mean, I, all them fellas. You know, what I mean, went to war for me. I, I got I'm so so close to a lot of them fellas. Um, that'll never change. But uh, you know, it's exciting to start a new chapter of coaching, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to the to not only this final series but the next couple of years because I think there's some exciting times ahead for Montmorency and myself as well.
0: This week, as I said in the intro, it's the club's first foray into senior finals since 2014. So for many of the players, it's very well their first time stepping up on the big stage and playing a Division one finals. There's a handful of, i I've saying inverted commas, that the veterans there that have been there before. And I'm sure you're probably really looking to your leaders to lead the way in this week in a really big week for the club.
1: Yeah, look, there are a lot of good footballers there that haven't played finals for quite a while, which I'm probably most excited for them. But I think there's, you know I mean, fellas like Jesse and Paddy Fitzgerald and Smacko there, uh, Steve there they're, they're all really good footballers that that probably, you know I mean, deserve to show their, their talents, you know, in finals and they'll get a chance this week. Um but I think the real focus will be that there's just got to be an even spread because I know Jesse will play well. I know, you, but the young fellas have to step up if we're going to win, and we expect to win. So it's going to have to be a, an even spread, which they're going to have to take responsibility. It's, it's you know, it's not all not all fun, and they're going to have to to play their role for us to win.
0: One player in particular that's uh, really caught my eye throughout the year is, is uh, young Stefan Usulak. He's been um, been a real revelation. He's played every game so far this year. Um, he seems to have really stepped up. I think he's only 19 or 20 years of age, a former product of the Northern Knights as well. But, but what have you made of, of his performance over the course of, of 2019?
1: Yeah, look, he's, um, Stefan, he's a very talented kid. He's very tough, um, and he's also laconic as well. Um, uh, once he's got his uh, training behaviours uh, uh, a bit better and improved, proved them, his football is starting to go through the roof. Um, he he has the potential to be a, a really, really, really good footballer. You know, what I mean, for a long time. Um, and I think he's just starting to understand what what's required to be able to perform at a, a top level week in, week out, and not just. Here and there, and he's a great kid that listens really well, and he's actually tough. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I, I've got to. I, I think he'll play really well this week.
0: With the remainder of the list, you, you didn't really bring in anyone too or too many from from the outside. You, you've obviously been looking to to bring through that that next generation from within the club. But the one player that probably was was known from outside circles that that came across was Dry Robinson. You'd have to be thrilled with the input that he's been able to provide throughout throughout the course of the year.
1: Yeah, oh, look, Giles, I think he, he's been our only recruit, um, uh, and. He has been absolutely fantastic um, joy uh, for a set position player you know i mean he he um, is amazing he does all the right training he 's invested a hundred percent in the club um, has not put a foot wrong listens to every instruction that you know he's given he, he's actually really courageous he you don 't mind running back with the flight or attacking the ball on the ground really hard uh, he 's got a really good mix of uh, when to play close to his opponent and when he can get off and take some intercept marks. Um, you look, we kind of, we sort of made a sitting down with the club. You say any recruit we get has to behave like Jai. You know, I mean, that's, a, that's the a minimum that, that, you know, they train twice come Sunday and they invest in the club. And that's exactly what Jai's done. Um, and yeah, no, I couldn't be any more
0: impressed. Now, obviously, it's a very exciting time. We're hitting spring. We hit Preston City Oval thankfully the weather looks like it's improving for us as well and it's everyone's favourite time of year. It's a really interesting mix this year that we've got in the top five where you've got Greensboro who's been the dominant side throughout. Heidelberg's back on the big stage as well and, and we know North Heidelberg and, and West Preston returned from last year. Your first assignment this weekend is the reigning Premier West Preston Lakeside. You beat them last time around. What do you, what do you make of, of the upcoming game? Yeah,
1: look, we're, we're really confident. I, I think we're 0-6 against the top three teams, um, and we're 9 out of 12 against everyone else from four down. Um, so, you know, we we kind of... Uh, and, uh, both games against West Preston, we beat them recently, and the first time we played them, we were we led right to about a minute before three-quarter time. Um, so we, we, we're confident we match up really well on them. Um, we understand that probably... It's going to have to be a, an even spread from the twenty-two fellas; all have to contribute. But we see no reason why we can't win.
0: You've obviously been so uh, involved in the Northern Football Netball League for so long, particularly in the top flight. Have you seen? How have you seen the, the standard of competition in in twenty nineteen as opposed to, I guess, what we've seen over the past decade or so?
1: Yeah. Look, I suppose it's always hard to compare, compare year, compare standard. All I know is, it's, you know, there's a lot of good young people running around. Um, it's well umpired. It's well run. Um, yeah, look, I I love being part of it, and it. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose it, every club goes through phases. You, you, you go in cycles where where you're up and down. You fight through the tougher times and enjoy the good times. But yeah, yeah, no, I I uh, I was excited to to win the number one spot in the metropolitan, and I'm uh, yeah, really. Really excited for the league as well. So um, as far as comparing standards from other, I, I find that hard to do.
0: Yep. And and one last one now for, for the club. It's been you know five years since, since being on the big stage. But what does the week now look like going forward? I'd imagine there's plenty of excitement right throughout the, the four walls there, not just probably from a playing point of view, but, but everyone who's been involved over the recent times where I guess they haven't quite had the results they would have hoped for. But what's the week look like now for the Montmorency Footy Netball Club?
1: Yeah, well, it's probably really exciting that we got all three sides in on the one day, um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll all train together on the Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning. We'll do the whole preparation together and make it a really big week for the club. Um, but but probably also understand that oh, I kind of think this is just the start of of um, some really good times ahead for Montmorency. I I think we've used. Twelve uh, players that are eligible for under nineteens this year um, and i go, I get a feeling that we will we will keep improving whatever we do this year I, I, um, I think we'll keep improving so i think there's this week's exciting, but I think um you know there, there's a lot of highlights to come in, in, in the next couple of years.
0: Well, Gary, congratulations on first off making the top five and, and reaching finals and, and all the very best for, for this weekend and, and for the final series ahead. We appreciate your time in, in joining us on the NFNL podcast. And again, we wish you all the very best for, for the 2019 final series. Thank you very much, Samuel. I appreciate it.
2: The Meadows Conference and Event Centre offers a range of conference opportunities for your next event. Whether it be an end-of-year work party, the next conference, or even a funeral or wake, the Meadows can host any event. To find out more info, head to themeadowsevents.com.au.
0: The next guest on the NFNL podcast is the coach of the Banyul Football Club, Paul Harris. Paul, uh, your side's been right at the pointy end of the table right throughout this uh, 2019 campaign. I'm sure there's uh, plenty of excitement now as we head into the final series and uh, and what's, I guess, expected to be a pretty close one given the fact that there hasn't been a, a heap separating the top four sides when, when they've met right throughout the year. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, it's good that we uh, now get to finals. It's sort of... Uh, obviously, with the start of our year, um, starting off so well, we... Um, sort of locked in top four at a pretty early stage. So um, it was, uh, guys probably started looking ahead. we have been a little bit looking forward to this time, but we're here now. So uh, yeah, look, very much looking forward to Saturday.
0: Going back to, I guess, this start of the year, you, you had that, that long winning streak to start and I know you had to buy early in the piece as well. So um, you, you probably, your advantage at the top didn't look as large as it probably was given the fact you'd played one less game than, than most of the sides in the top four. But how hard was it uh, when you probably had your, your Final spot booked, probably two months into the year, was to just keep the guys focused on on what needed to be done week by week ahead of what's looking like a, a big uh, final month of the year.
3: Yeah, it's it's probably natural to start sort of uh, looking ahead when you when you you know sort of got to get to the point where you think you're uh, pretty sure of playing finals. So um, I suppose the important thing is that you don't always have years where you um, win 13 games. So it's probably just um, important to enjoy that period as well. So uh, we just sort of tried to concentrate on uh, still enjoying it rather than uh, wishing the year away and and sort of fast-forwarding to finals, I guess.
0: As it's turned out, there was a slight lull in, in performance probably two or three weeks before the finals. You dropped, I think it was three of, of six games. Is the silver lining of that the fact that you then had to fight hard in the last couple of rounds to ensure that you finished in the top two to bank that double chance? And, and by doing that, you've probably got yourself you know finals hard and given those, the fact that those last couple of games really had something riding on it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we... Uh... Yeah, we sort of, I think every season um, it evens up towards, during June and July anyway, regardless of what the competition you're in, you have a look across the board, um, even in all the three divisions of uh, the Northern Footy League, that um, it seems to tighten up during June and July. So for us, we dropped those couple of games, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're right, we were in danger of missing top two, um, and we had some really important games, one being Altham at Altham. Um, and then we obviously played Whittlesea at our ground a few weeks ago, and then Thomastown on the um, on the weekend was a great hit out
0: uh, leading into leading into finals. The the last time you played against Whittlesea, obviously your opponent this weekend in the second semi, you went down by a kick. It was. Pretty, uh, pretty tough conditions for footy, to say the very least. Heavy ground, uh, obviously a lot of rain throughout that, that day and, and twilight game as well. But can you take much away from, from that game, given the fact that you'd expect it's going to be an entirely different game when you get out to Epping Recreation Reserve uh, this Saturday?
3: Um, other than the fact we lost, we still wanted to win. But, um, yeah, looking at the tape um, from that game, it's, it's pretty hard to uh, take much out of it, to be honest. Um, and at times it's, it was pretty hard to work out who was who? So, um, yeah, I <laughs> don't, other than obviously, uh, we now go into the finals one each, um, and, uh, we obviously lost the game, um, in regards to the style of play and so Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what can be taken
0: out of that, to be honest. You know, they're obviously in, in outstanding form. They haven't lost a game since you beat them out at the showgrounds earlier in the year. And that game there, you guys really got the jump 11 goals to one uh, by half time, and you had the game in your keeping. But they're obviously in, in outstanding form. What have you made of, of the way Whittlesey now enters the final series? Um,
3: I thought they were a threat from the start of the year, in that um, any side that comes down to first division, it means they've got to. Um, I kept a reasonable amount of their list. Um, it means they've got guys on their list that have played first division footy, and there is a, there is a significant jump between second division and first division. So, um, in regards to experience on their list, they're always going to be, uh, you'd think they're always going to be strong in second division. So, um, you know, they dropped a couple of games early, and now they've got on their winning streak. So, um, hopefully, we can uh, end that this weekend. But the young guys have been exposed to first division, their top end players are uh, really good players. Um, so yeah, they're an absolute threat, like like everyone
0: else. Your list. I know we spoke earlier in the in the year, and, and you talked about the fact that uh, it was going to be a, a juggling act as you got towards the the back end of the year with with key players coming back into the lineup. In your own head, have you got a, a picture as to what your best side might look like? Not only this weekend, but but then for the f- the final series continuing after that.
3: Uh, roughly, it's it's funny though. Obviously, we've got to uh, pick the side for this weekend, and there's always. There's always someone that sort of jumps out, um, I reckon, every year that you sort of probably didn't have in the best 22 three weeks before finals and then they find themselves in the side, do a job and uh, stay in the side. So we've probably got a list of sort of a group of 26, 27 where um, you know, some, there could be some juggling acts in there. So, But, yeah, we were pretty close to our um, best 22 last weekend um, with a couple to come back in this week. So then that puts pressure on. Um, someone that was obviously playing on the weekend.
0: You've got, uh, obviously, a very potent forward line when when you look at the mix and you think that if you can get Kruiser Artis on the field at at some point, but then you also throw in the likes of Manon Johnston, Mitch Lovell, Langford can play play forward. I know Michael Attali has kicked goals as well. Um, I guess we know that Kruiser Artis has been the the focal point for the past couple of years. He hasn't played, I think, the last three games. Even if if he's not there, you must be pretty confident that you've still got a mix that can be as dangerous as, as any side in the competition
3: yeah the Ford 6 have worked really well and as you say without Radda playing without him missing with him missing sorry a lot of the uh, season they've um, they've done really well and, and been really potent and um, I think uh, the good thing is that we can now add Radda into the finals the mix so um, with a group that's been working well and then we uh, add in the guy that's kicked more goals than anyone at the club in the last couple of years Um, yeah I think that's really exciting
0: for us how important is it having previous final experience in the lineup? we know that the side itself a lot of players part of that premiership in in 2017 in division three but also had a good taste of it last year reaching a prelim you've you can obviously bank on the likes of you know Ricky Dyson and Brent Stanton as well how important do you think that'll play uh, as we get into the pointy end of the year
3: yeah uh, uh, hopefully it plays a a real role um We've, we've, seen, we've got a pretty good mix of um, guys that have played a fair bit of footy and then some younger guys that are sort of, you know, a year or two years into their senior career. So, um, yeah, a lot, as you say, a lot of them do play in that third division um, grand final a couple of years ago and, and there's a few that have come into the club that have had, um, you know, played a lot of senior footy and got some experience that way. Um, and I think the, the weekend that just passed, the conditions we had on the weekend with it nice and dry, um, and a reasonably strong wind was uh, against Tomstown. Was that was just perfect, um, in that that's something you know we we could probably expect um, in the coming in the coming weeks, given that most finals are sort of dictated with a fair
0: bit of wind. Obviously, it's i mean the most important time of the year, isn't it? You've, you've done all this hard work going back to the slog of and the grind of pre-season, going back to probably October or November last year, but how important is it to, to also, I guess, embrace the excitement uh, of this time of year? We know that the games are obviously expecting more, more people to, to be watching, the weather improves as well, but these opportunities don't come around uh, every year. How important is it to actually embrace the experience of, of playing on, on a big stage?
3: Oh, absolutely, yeah, um, really important. Um, obviously, you play footy play footy for the mateship and the relationships you build there, but then you also play to um, experience playing footy in September. So um, we're really looking forward to it. As we know, there's a number of, number of players, number of clubs that finish their seasons on the weekend and we're still fortunate enough to, uh, to keep going. So uh, it's, the weather always seems to turn also in that week before... Um, Before the finals So You know Sort of At 17 degrees This week Versus The uh, We're running around In wet conditions And 9 degrees Um only you know, sort of two weeks ago, so uh, absolutely, it's an
0: enjoyable time of the year to be playing. And and on your own side, you, you finished the year thirteen and three, the same win losses as, as what Whittlesea uh, finished as well. But when you look at, at your record against those sides in the top four, I mentioned from the outset, it's probably going to be the most competitive final series, given the fact that um, there hasn't been a, a heck of a lot separating the top four when when they've played against one another. But you still come away with a, a five and one winning record against your fellow top four sides. Your one losses is, is by a kick in in really heavy conditions does that just add a, an extra layer of confidence knowing that you've actually performed well against the side you're going to meet in September
3: yeah it has um, we've also got to remember each of those games we've probably been in a position where we could have lost as well so um, yeah as you say it's been a really competitive um, competition really even really if, if you look at even the sides that missed out in Diamond Creek and um, Fitzgerald Stars and St. Mary's I guess in a few of the, uh, in the back half of the year um, there's been, it's been an up and down season. So, uh, yeah, we're under no illusions that if we're not at our best, um, we'll definitely get rolled. Um, so the two used to bring our best and, uh, if that's
0: good enough on the weekend. Well, Paul, we appreciate your time in joining us on the NFNL podcast. I think uh, everyone who's uh, heading out to finals in A-plus Labor Solutions Division 2 is really looking forward to it because it looks a, a wide-open race. Uh, obviously, your side uh, enjoys the, the luxury of the double chance, which is very much deserved after the home and away campaign you've had. So all the best j- during the final series beginning this weekend against Whittlesey. Thanks, Sam. But uh, we are now going to be joined by the skipper of the Panton Hill Footy Club, Mitch Anderson. Mitch, congratulations off the uh, off the cuff, uh, obviously booking another grand final place, but you really had to work hard for it. It was a tough game of footy. Neither side never really broke away at any stage, but I'm sure I'm sure you're absolutely thrilled, but what, a, what an encounter
2: you had to go through to get to that grand final. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's uh, nice to be back in the big dance, but uh, yeah, just with the conditions as well, the... The game was really tight. Um, skills obviously weren't to the level we normally would want to play at, but um, with a and gale to one end or to one pocket, it made it pretty tough out there. But, um, yeah, fortunately... We had to grind it out, and we're back in the grand final. We, you talk about
0: the conditions. I mean, you hear most people say they'd almost rather play in in, in rain as yeah. opposed to wind. It was almost impossible at times to, to exit your your back line when you go kicking into the wind. We saw the ball go out in the full probably more than you'd probably see across four or five games of footy. But as a as a player and as one of the leaders of the club, how do you how do you try and, and combat the conditions that you had to come up against?
2: Yeah, I guess we sort of spoke about it before the game, both um, kicking with it and kicking into it. Um, and the the plan was to come out to the the top side where it was a little bit easier to score, going with the wind, um, and then defend obviously into the other side where it's hard to kick goals from that dead pocket. Um, but as you said, everyone just kept kicking out on the full and sort of got trapped on that side. So um, it was a sort of a, a game of two halves, as, as you'd say. But the it was actually just completely different conditions in both quarters.
3: Yeah, Lorimer went for quite a young side today. They had five players with less than 10 games of experience. Did that? Did those selections? catch you on the, the hop a little bit? Were you a little bit surprised because they went with a really young quick side? Uh,
2: to be honest, we've always thought though they, obviously an up-and-coming side. The sort of demographic out in Lorimer is quite young, um, so we always knew they'd be a young side. Um, to be honest, we all throughout the year, we've really just focused on, on what we do and how we play our best footy. Um, yes, we, they've got some good players and we put some time into to making sure we respected them and um, we're on top of our game to make sure we nullify them as much as possible but um, in terms of the, the broader team we know they're young we know they're quick the way Sherman coaches is really attacking and they get the run and carry going which is hard to stop um, but that momentum sort of play we thought if we could hold them for long enough eventually we'd be able to get on top
0: What are you feeling or, or thinking when at the 20 minute mark of the last quarter scores are level knowing that the first spot in the grand finals at stake what, what runs through the mind?
2: Yeah, it, was, uh, it was interesting we are trying to keep as many boys, because we've actually got quite a young side as well, so we're trying to keep everyone calm, given um, we probably just quickly spoke after the game. It was similar to the South Marine game last year in the prelim, uh, where it was similar conditions, hailing, but it was raining as well, and it was really tight last quarter. Um, so we probably held ourselves in good stead with the experienced players out there who had been through that previously. Um, so it was more or less just making sure we remain calm we knew we had the scoring end. As long as we kept the ball in our half and eventually scored, um, the scoreboard took care of itself.
0: And now you're off to the grand final again. Obviously, last year, you put up a great fight against the St Mary's side, which was probably the side to beat all year. But um, what's the preparation like now going into that game in, in two weeks' time?
2: Um, I guess this time of year, everyone's always a little bit sore. So it's nice to have a week off, uh, get everyone's body right. And fortunately, we're probably playing nearly our full-strength side. Um, so we're, we're pretty lucky in that, in that um, aspect. But training will go ahead as usual. We'll probably do a bit of a session on Saturday just to keep the league sticking over and um, yeah, prepare as, as normal.
3: And uh, just a final one, mate. Uh, how, how's everyone pulled up post-game? Uh, any injuries? I know you just went down uh, one man on the bench there throughout the game. So has uh, any of the boys uh, pulled up sore
2: after the game? No, everyone seems okay. A couple of niggles here and there. I think um, one of the boys got a corky or something like that. But um, as I said, with the week off, there shouldn't be, as far as I know, there shouldn't be anyone missing from today um, that... that Shouldn't be buying.
0: Well, uh, congratulations on the win. Obviously, it's a bruising encounter. I'm sure you're, you're thrilled to have the, the week off and, and take the direct route through. So um, you go, obviously, into the grand final, 10 wins in a row, and we wish you all the very best in that, in that game in two weeks. But congratulations on, on today's win as well. Thank you right very much. On. Thanks for right right having Captain of the Panton Hill Footy Club, Mitch Anderson. His side, the first one through to the Heidelberg Golf Club, Division Three Grand Final, winning over Lorimer today. Six goals, 12-48, to the Lorimer Footy Club, five goals, 10
2: 40 The Meadows is a functions and events centre with a difference. Only 25 minutes from the city and 10 minutes from the airport with free parking, Wi-Fi and AV access. It's the ideal venue for your next conference, trade show, expo or seminar. You can even hold an event on a Greyhound race night for extra entertainment. And don't forget The Meadows' new loyalty programme, the 525 Club. Download it free from your app store. For more info, visit themeadowsevents.com.au
0: Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is the coach of the VU Western Spurs Division 1 football side, Christina Politarko. Christina, obviously it's been an outstanding year for your side. You get to grand final day undefeated, but now it all comes down to these final two hours of the year. How's your side shaping before the Premiership decider against Diamond Creek Women's? Yeah, we're
4: so excited. Um, We obviously had um, high expectations coming into this season and the girls haven't disappointed, regardless of who we've played, when we've played, the weather conditions. Um, you know, who's been in and out, we've, we've set the high standard, and the girls have just um, raised that bar. And they continue to raise the bar, regardless of who we play. And um, we're so excited for this week. It doesn't come, you know, every year or often. And um, you know, I've really just told the girls to enjoy the moment.
0: Obviously, it's a big occasion, but at the same time, you, you probably want to take it like you have every other game. You've gotten to this point as the dominant side of the competition, uh, won every game this year, and won, won them all convincingly. But how do you prepare mentally for for this game, knowing that it's obviously there's, there's so much riding on it, but but you also go in as as the pretty warm favourite as well. Yeah, and 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 that could you know
4: play in our favour, or you know some people say, oh, you know puts you more pressure under the pump because you haven't lost a game. I'd say it's awesome because, hey, we haven't dropped a game and we've got one more game to go. And if we just stick to our game plan, play footy, have fun, that's the main thing is having fun, experience the game a, a, as it is. And, you know, things will go our way. Um, this week is all about the policy mindset. There's, there's not much we can do with the skills and drills and the structures. We can adapt to this because we know we're playing Diamond Creek so we know we need to make a few little changes, but in saying that, it's the mindset, um, getting the girls to enjoy the moment, um, enjoy the week, the build-up, and uh, most importantly, um, have fun with this experience. It may never happen again.
0: In terms of your opposition for this week, you're taking on, as you mentioned, Diamond Creek Women's. You've played them uh, twice, probably about uh, a month or so out from the final series. you won both of those games convincingly. In fact, you didn't concede a goal across either game, but they've seemed to to really lift a notch in in the past six or so weeks, had a a good finish to the home and away year, and obviously get through to the grand final on the back of three consecutive finals wins. What do you make of of the way Diamond Creek's been playing over the, the past six or so weeks?
4: Well, we we said it before finals. Even we knew that Dymo, if we if we made the grand final, which we had, we thought that uh, Diamond Creek would be the team that we'll be playing. Um, so we've got that one right, and they've just been coming very strong home. Um, they've got the momentum, but um, you know, we I, I know personally a couple of players, so we have a bit of a, an edge in terms of um, you know what they do and what they're doing. I know they've changed a lot of positions since the last time we played against them. Um, But our coaching staff are working really hard in terms of um, their strengths and their weaknesses and and how we can jump on top of that very quickly in in the game. But um, all credit to Dymo, all credit to Cole, the the head coach. They've done an amazing job down at Diamond Creek and uh, they definitely deserve to be in the last game of the year.
0: Not that we're expecting you to give away too many secrets on, on the eve of, of the biggest yeah. game of the year, but, but what do you see as your side's main strength? I mean, you've been dominant throughout the campaign, sat on top yep. of the ladder basically all year. If you look at, you know, even through the stats, points for, points against, you're dominating in, in every facet of the competition. But what do you see as, as the major strength of, of your own side going into, into this weekend's grand final? Um, it's all about connections. Um, if there's
4: no connections, there's no results. Uh, we can have as many AFLW players, as many VSL players, and the best talent on the park, but there's no connection between the team. Uh, we wouldn't be where we are at the moment, and that's what it is. It really is about building those connections and relationships. Yes, we do have a couple um, ex AFLW, but uh, to be honest, they you know they feel the pressure every week. So we have a lot of other players who are new to the game or who are building up their skills have really have taken on the step and the challenge to. Be outstanding players. And um, I said it at pre season if we don't have that relationship, positive relationships within the team, within the club, we're not going to get anywhere. So I, I, I take my hat to the girls in um, really just enjoying footy and the skills and scoreboard, they're a bonus
0: you um i guess the, the preparation it's been a, a bit more difficult for for your club you had a, a buy in the final round of the season which then led, yep. led into a buy in the into the first week of finals as a result of, of finishing first on the ladder you then uh, backed up and and came up against Darabin who you've defeated and then have another week off so it's 3 weeks off in, in basically in the last 4 weeks how do you i guess prepare to to now be match ready when when you get there at uh, at Epping Recre- Recreation Reserve this uh this Sunday yeah um
4: look we, we knew that that was going to happen. We're going to, we're going to have the bias. So we had to plan pretty effectively, uh, so we didn't lose our match fitness, our momentum. Um, so we're, we've been lucky. Obviously we've got the three divisions heading into the grand final this week. So we've had, uh, some, some practice games or game sims with our division two who are very competitive. So they've worked really hard with us to maintain that momentum with us and, um, you know i think it's a, it's a, it's a win for us because our our legs are pretty fresh our, fresh our our bodies are fresh and um all i can say is our girls are just eager to get onto the field and just play some good footy
0: you 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 mentioned there about the fact that you've got three sides at the club all playing in grand finals it's a remarkable achievement we know that that all of them won the minor premiership all backed up and won in the second semi final but Remarkable achievement, but what's the vibe like around the club at the moment as, as all three sides prepare for for playing in grand finals this Sunday?
4: Oh, it's, it's they're they're high in life at the moment. There's a lot of emotions because um, obviously there was, there's going to be some tougher selections going to go across in division one all around down to three. Um, but there's just there's a the hype is contagious and it's never happened before at our, at our club. But I'm not sure if it's happened and within any other club that all three division in the grand final. But it's a moment that we're really proud of. And I guess regardless of the results that happen on Sunday, uh, we should be extremely proud uh, as a, a standalone women's club that we were able to get um, not only just to get on onto the grand final stage, but to field, ev- to field every week a full team of girls. So we're really proud of that. I know our head of operations you know Caroline Kimus have worked really hard behind the scenes with the executive, and you know without them we wouldn't be playing so um it it's it's there's a lot of butterflies but a lot of excitement so we can't wait to train this week and have our club dinner and um just. I
0: don't know, just enjoy it, like I said. So, very excited. It's it's not a, a rare, I guess, occasion for your club in terms of being on, on the grand stage. I know you, yourself, you, you coached the Premiership in Division 2 two years ago. You mentioned, obviously, the fact that there's some players through the side who have experience at, at high level as well. How much does, does that play a factor when you prepare for a week like this in and, and having you know, people who have been to to the big stage before? Yeah, well, I mean, I was lucky enough to, as you
4: said, to coach a Premiership two years ago, but... I can tell you right now, and my stomach has got plenty of butterflies, <laughs> so it doesn't change um but it's I guess you know it comes with experience, uh but there's a lot of girls in our team that haven't played any finals footage full stop, so let alone to play a grand final, they're very lucky to have experienced that um. Yeah, uh, sorry, I totally forgot your question. No, I was so going to say, how important is it to have those
0: players and, and even oh, yourself yes. to have been there before to maybe settle those nerves of, of those who haven't been there or, or perhaps just provide, I guess, just an insight into what they might, might expect when, when they get there for the first bounce on Sunday?
4: Yeah, well, like I said, the experience does, it does help. Um, but all I can remind the girls is that we've got one more effort to go. We've got one more game. We've got four more quarters to go. We've got two more hours to go. And I just ask for that one last push. And, um, again, whatever happens on the end of the day, um, I'll, I'll be extremely proud of them, and I know the club will. And um, we'll celebrate a, a fantastic year.
0: Well, Christina, we really appreciate your time. It's been a remarkable achievement to get all three sides into the grand final. Obviously, yourself coaching the Division One side. It is the, the premier game on the day of VU Western Spurs up against Diamond Creek Women's. We wish you all the very best, and as we say, we do appreciate your time in joining us on the NFNL podcast. No worries. Excellent. Thanks for your support. Joining us next on the Hour podcast is the coach of the Diamond Creek Women's Division 1 football side, Cole Wallington. His side has advanced through to the grand final in ANZ Division 1 women's off the back of three consecutive finals wins, Cole Welcome back. Obviously, last weekend, we, we were already discussing how well your side had been performing throughout the final series. You added another win to your name at, uh, at the weekend, a pretty convincing victory over Darabin to advance through to the grand final. What's the feeling like going into the biggest game of the season?
5: Oh, mate, um, yeah, getting goosebumps just uh, having a chat with you over at Samuel. So, um, yeah, after the game, the girls, yeah, very stoked, sung the song very loud, that's for sure. Um, yeah, now we just uh yeah, the message is coming through from the girls today that very excited for this week, this upcoming coming week. Uh can't wait to hit the track running and uh
0: Play this Sunday. You you started the finals as as we said last week you you beat West Preston every game in a knockout game you were probably favored there uh, you backed up the following week knocked Montmorency out of the finals race now to do it against one of your biggest rivals in Durban to, to back up week after week when you know that you can't afford to to lose otherwise you're out of the picture yourself how, how has that been I guess mentally mentally rather and physically to to be able to overcome those obstacles
5: Oh, look, with the girls, I think we just, we've peaked at the right time. I mean, we've had a fair few injuries coming into probably the later stages of the home and away season and, uh, we had to chop and change a few girls in and out. And, um, the girls really started to find their spots really well. Um, coming into the final series, it's, yeah, like game plan just obviously stuck uh, very well. The girls just believed in, you know what, we're here now. Let's have a crack. Um, you know, believe in what we can do, and work on the stuff that we can't do as well. Uh, and that was the thing that got us over the line. You know, over probably the probably last three weeks, is that we really did emphasise on working on the stuff that we don't do well to try and execute that better. And um, yeah, it, it obviously started paying off, um, especially with our, you know, the structure structure wise, we, we we work it very very well right through from you know defence mid to the forward line. So. Um, yeah, to actually you know come off with West Preston and Monty, um, and yeah, now the Um yeah yeah we're still we're still golf back late so to speak so yeah.
0: How how important was that first quarter in in Sunday's win? You're up by twenty six points at the first change, kicked four unanswered goals in the first term. But how important was that in, in making sure that you went on and, and got the result you're after and now reach another grand final?
5: Oh look. It, it was, those four goals uh, coming out of the box from from the get go, um, you know, it, it comes down to preparation. Like, it just the girls were very prepared to, to hit the packs running, uh, hit the ground running, sorry, and you know, hit the packs very hard. So, um, those first four goals in that first quarter was uh, really hard earned, and and um, you know, it it really put it, you know, put it kind of not really out of reach, but made it hard for Darwin to try and claw their way back.
0: And in terms of, I guess, now looking ahead to your next opponent, you're taking on the VU Western Spurs. They are undefeated. Granted, they've been the dominant side all year, but as we know in grand finals, the scoreboard starts at zero apiece and a real opportunity now waits for your side. But what's, uh, I guess, what's the mindset going into not only the biggest game of the season, but taking on arguably the most dominant side we've seen throughout a campaign in the NFL women's competition?
5: Out there... After, you know, we celebrated on the weekend. Um I think, you know, we just yeah kind of a, went back to the girls and just said to them, you know, now we've reset. Um, this isn't definitely not our grand final. Grand final's next week. Um, we've got nothing to lose really at the end of the day. Um, the year's got a lot to lose. So, you know, go undefeated all year and um put on some solid performances during the course of the year. And no, you know, against other sides but against us as well, so um, I think, yeah, we'll just go with it like we have from the start of our finals campaign. Nothing changes for us. I um, I, I don't dare to change anything, you know, as a coach once you play playing finals. you keeps everything the same. Um, you know, it's obviously working for us, so you don't change a winning formula. Um, and, yeah, keep going as, as, as much as we can. But I, I really think we've got um, nothing to lose and, yeah, everything to gain, really.
0: The, I guess you're really taking some, some great momentum into the campaign. I mentioned three consecutive wins during the final series. You also had uh, two big wins in the final round of the season. So it's five on the trot. I'd imagine that just the way you've been playing adds that that extra bit of, of confidence into your lineup as well.
5: Oh, it definitely does, yeah. The girls have been, you know, it, it, you look aside, and they and you see the girls. That, that play really well, you know. You got probably that five or six that that play out of their skin, um, but you know, I've, I can tell you now, I've got not just because I'm being biased being the coach, but I've probably got a group of you know the 18, 24 girls um, that you know head out on that park every week that really want to play football. That they you know they're very determined. Um, you know, want to tick the boxes off with their, even with their internal goals, let alone the team goals. So, um, yeah, momentum. To, Huge in football. And I think, you know, coming into the grand final, we have a bit of momentum going our way. Um, you know, and not without... Look, Obviously, I don't want to sound cocky at all. Um, because as you say, you know, going in the grand final, you don't want to... Um, you know, it's, it's anyone's game. But, um, yeah, I think we do have a bit of momentum. And I think that you realise that. And, yeah, so... Who knows what will happen this
0: Sunday, mate. You, you've obviously joined the club this year. We've, we've, we spoke about that in, in uh, the previous edition as well. But in terms of the yeah. playing group themselves, they played off in a, an NFL grand final two years ago, went down to Bendigo in a pretty close decider. Um, is there players from, from that list then that uh, are still on the list that you might be able to, to I guess, lean upon now for, just for some, some experience on, on what it takes on, on grand final day as well? Um, I've looked...
5: There was a bit of a turnover from last year to this year. Um, I think, look, we've had a lot of new girls come through. I've I've got probably about maybe, I think about five girls that are playing their first year of footy that are in our side currently. Um, Obviously, this is their first finals campaign, um, first, you know, grand final, um, so to speak, with their first year. But I think, I think, we rely on each other. Yes, there is a fair few girls. You know, you've got Linda there, um, Crossy, Carly. You know, these girls that have been around for a little while, playing some really good, solid football. Uh, Shay, Daisy, uh, Whippet, you know, Caitlin and that. So it's just, it's, it's, these girls know what it's like. Um, and yeah, you do rely on them a little bit, but it takes the whole, the whole group to, to really get it going. So, um we just don't start individualize in the girls have you know been there for an extra amount of time. We' really based it on the whole group, and I think that's why it's really got us over the line over the last probably six weeks of uh playing football
0: and for you on a personal note what's it like to be able to to lead a side into the biggest game of the season and being there on grand final day
5: oh mate it's, <laughs> yeah this week yeah it's, it's only monday so and um yeah look i've I've coached a few. Uh, preliminary finals. I've never coached in a, in a grand final before, so um, this is all new territory for me this, this week. So um, I'm glad I could finally get to coach a grand final. Uh, Win lose this weekend. Uh, just I'm stoked just to be part of Diamond Creek Women's Football Club. But uh, the history and, and what we're going to um, achieve in these coming years is uh, it's going to be phenomenal. You know our junior base. Yeah, it's just yeah. I won't be surprised if we have some more grand finals coming in in the future, just because our junior base is so big, and um coming in through the senior group is going to be great. So yeah, no, this week's huge for me, mate. Just as much as it's huge for the club.
0: Well, Cole, we really appreciate your time in, in joining us on a big week for your football club, Diamond Creek Women's. Of course, uh, getting through to the ANZ Division One Women's Decider, taking on VU Western Spurs. We wish you all the very best in the game. It's been a great finals series thus far, and we wish you all the very best in the last game of the season against the Spurs, and appreciate your time in joining us on the NFNL podcast. Thanks,
5: Samuel. Appreciate it all, mate. Take care.
0: And that brings to a close episode 21 of the NFNL podcast. We do hope that you have enjoyed listening to this edition. Thank you to all the guests who have joined us throughout the program. Of course, massive weekend coming up right across the NFNL. So we wish all the players stepping onto the netball courts and also the football fields all the very best in their pursuits in their finals games this weekend. Those who are attending venues, we do hope you enjoy the NFNL experience. It does loom as a great weekend of action. For game times and for all the entry details, including parking details at NFL venues, do head to nfnl.org.au. Of course, those who can't make it to the action on Sunday at the triple header of NFNL Women's Grand Finals, those games will all be live streamed on the NFNL Facebook page. So simply just like the page and you'll be able to access those games if you can't attend at Epping Recreation Reserve. So once again, thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Enjoy your weekend of NFNL action and thank you for listening to the NFNL podcast.